Good morning. Today's daf is sponsored by Lenishmas Gitol Perobas Pitzal. Neshama should have an Aliyah. We are in Brachas Davdalid Amid Beis at the very, very bottom. And today's daf is daf Hey. Let us begin. Second line from the bottom of Dalid Amid Beis. I'm Rabbi Shul Ben Levi. After Pishakayor Adon Kriyashma Beis Akneses. Mitzvah Lekroise Al Mitasei. So even if you said Shema in Shul during Meiriv, right during the appropriate time. You should still say it again on your bed. I don't think we're talking about only if they davened early, but even if they davened in the right time, right? Even if they davened after nightfall, still you should repeat it on your bed. Where's the source for this? Where's the Pasuk? The Pasuk says, Which you shall tremble, not sin, and say it in your hearts on your beds. V'daymusela. And forever, and the Daimusela is the is the death is referring to death, which the Gemara is going to elaborate on in a few minutes. Amr of Nachman, in Talmud Chacham, who ain't Zarech? If he's Talmud Chacham, you don't need to. Amr Abaye, after Talmud Chacham, he boy led the Meimar Chad Pesuka Derachni. You have to say something, even if you're the biggest Talmud Chacham, you could be the Vilna Gain. You got to say a pasuk before you go to sleep. Hashem, I am in your hands. Now, why would I think that Tamd Chacham is different? So the top Rashi says in Tamd Chacham, who should ruggle the Mishnah on the right hand margin, top line, should ruggle the Mishnah, because of course your mind, if you're a Tamd Chacham, a real scholar, goes to bed. What's he thinking about to fall asleep? Is he thinking about uh, what, that he didn't check the scores, the stats? And he doesn't know who's getting drafted for his team. No, that's not what he's thinking about. He's thinking, right? <laughs> he's a Tamt Chacham. He's thinking about what he learned that day. So you would think he doesn't have to add a special Pasuk, Kamash Mulan, that he does. Amrav Levi Bachama, Amrav Shim Ben Lakish. Levi Bachama said, in the name of Rish Lakish, you should forever, never just give in to your Yetzahara, just allow the evil inclination to take up residence inside you and to get you to make decisions without thinking, but rather you should always be looking after the interests of the Yetzahara and, and make it a war, you know? Make it a war. So your person says, you know what, today I'm going to not be, I'll, 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 I'll give in to the Yetzahara. No, always at least try and fight. You may lose the fight, but at least fight. Shnamar, rigs of Altartu, fight, tremble, don't sin. In Nitzchai Mutav, and if you win, if the Eitzatov wins, fantastic. In love. Now, what happens if a person really wants to do this Avera and they can't seem to convince their Yetzahara to quiet down? Yasik Batira, his next defense. Is, is Isaac Patera is immerse themselves in Torah. Not just learn it, but immerse yourself in it. And that's we learned that from the next words in the Pasuk. They shall say it in their hearts. And if that works, good, you won. But now you're still stuck. person tried battling the Yitzhahara. They even tried learning. And the Yitzhahara is still very strong and they're about to sin. What do they do? So say Kriya Shema. And maybe you'll win with that. But what happens if you don't? 
Remind yourself that this party ain't forever. Life doesn't go on forever. Eventually there'll be a day of death, a day of reckoning, and that should stop a person from giving in to the Yetzirah. And these are the different tricks learned out from this Pasuk. However, we know from the parish a few weeks ago with Yosef and Aishas Paitifa, right, that there's also other tricks if a person's about to do a sin, they should do like Yitzvah They should imagine their father's image in their head and say, would my father approve of this? Amr Reb Levi, the Amr Reb Levi, says the Gemara, the Amr Reb Levi, Bachama, Amr Reb Shimon bin Lakish. My diksiv, the etnul chaz luchais, ha'evin ba'atar ba'amitzvah sheshekasavti la'reisam. So where's this Pasuk? This pasuk in Shemais, yeah, but yeah, I'll just quote the whole pasuk which I have here on the side. Hashem said to Moshe on Har Sinai that I'm giving you the, the, the luchos, the Torah, the mitzvos, Asher Kasafti that I've written, Lairaisam, to paskin to to determine halacha and practical living, to teach it. Luchos, Elosaros Hadibras, right? We all know what the luchos are, the Ten Commandments, Torah. What was Hashem referring to when he said the Torah is a mikra, a mitzvah zu Mishnah? So, of course, we, the Gemara is teaching us that Mishnayis were also given over at Asinai. Torah Shabbat was also given over. Asher Kasafti, that I have written, Elu Nevi'im, Uksuvim. These are the Tanakh, Pasukim of Nah. Lahay Raisam, Zagimara. Lamit Shekulam Nitnu Lamayshem Sinai. So it seems like some people have the wrong idea. They think that we invented Torah Shabbat and that you could learn without it, you could learn the Torah without it, there's no way to do that. Hashem gave Moshe Rabbeinu everything on Har Sinai, all was already revealed to him. Now, one interesting thing is that what it says that, uh, that Moshe Rabbeinu was given over the Mishnah and the Tanakh, Lahairaisam, means the Gemara. So is a very important Rashi over here, the last narrow line on the right side, Zeg Gemara, the last two words on the line. Svaras Tameh Mishnayis, the explanations and the reasons of the Mishnah, Shemimenu that from there you paskin. Abel Hamayrim Hayram and Mishnah. This Rashi adds on, somebody who paskins halacha just from the Mishnayis, Nikru Mableya Ailam Msakta Saita, it's called from the destroyers of the world, right? So, Rashi says, you might think, ah, this is the same level. A Mishnah is, is, is enough to pass. I don't need a Shulchan Aruch. I don't need anything else. I could just use what was given at Har Sinai, and that will be enough for us to understand how to paskin. So Rashi quickly points out on that note, don't get ahead of yourself over here. The Mishnah was given by Har Sinai to, to explain halacha, but it doesn't mean that you could paskin from a Mishnah. We have people all the time say, doesn't it say in the Mishnah, doesn't it say in the Gemara? Yeah, it does, but we don't paskin like that Gemara. We don't paskin like that Mishnah. It's more, most, uh, most things, most possible explanations and ways of practicing could be found in a Mishnah or Gemara. You can find me a source for a lot of things that the Chacham for the last thousand years or more have not accepted. But he's, tell saying, me. he's saying only the Gemara though. Mishnah, the Gemara, right. Gemara, meaning, meaning, don't, meaning he's saying you should never pass him from a Mishnah, but he does not say never pass him from a Gemara. Right. But, say it. I'm not saying you right, shouldn't. But, but, but the same way, 
the se- you have to pass in front. You have to have a basis from the Gemara. You can't choose a Gemara as the basis if, unless there's more co- uh, consensus of the Paiskim afterwards. That's my that point. Here. Well, what's he saying? When he's not saying that here. What, 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 what's he saying? He, what's he saying? He's not saying that. He's saying he's, that. somebody that passes from a Mishnah is from the Mabit Mabilayon. Right. What? Why? I understand that you need more. You need more context. You right. So more, I'm saying need. that concept of needing more context applies. It, it keeps going. It doesn't stop. Oh, now it's a Gemara. I could paskin the same way. You, the the same way you need a Gemara for a Mishnah. So you need a Gemara on the Gemara. You need something to explain the context of the Gemara. That's that's my that's my time. Against Shulchan Aruch is rare. No, not against. Yeah, but he did. It matters when you when you came into when you are when you exist when you came into existence. So once more things are available, you you can't stop prior. You have to now u- utilize what's available. From the, from the right, from once the there's a Messiah, once there's a Messiah on how to interpret a Gemara. I'm just pointing out that this, this Rashi does not say but that. But Rashi's saying that you this need Tamim. Rashi's saying that you need Tamim. He's saying you can't, he's saying Mishnah. It's just incomplete is what he's saying. Understood. That's what he's right, saying. so I'm taking it, right, I'm, I'm, I'm explaining it, right, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, but the, the, the concept, I don't see why I'm the concept. I'm disagreeing with you. Right, but I don't see why the concept wouldn't be... True as well. I don't see why you can't ask him for a Mishnah, but now I have a, I have a, I have a Gemara inside that says that I can't. Right, but what's the problem? Okay, right. it's probably more relevant to the Gemara inside but I just uh, I hear. We'll talk about it again. Well, I, well, yeah, that's a while. You hear the commitment, guys? Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm Rabbi He has everything recorded on me. 2022. <laughs> I'm Rabbi Yitzchak. Says Rabbi Yitzchak. First wide, ultra wide line in the Gemara. On Dafheyam and Aleph. Right? You have narrow, skinny, mini, you have uh, wide, and then you have the ultra wide. Amr Abyatza. Whoever reads Shema on their bed on their bed, it's like they're empowering themselves, they're weaponized with a double edged sword. Sounds good. The praises are in their throat. Of Hashem, the cher papiyos and a double-edged sword biyadim is in their hands. But how do you know that that's talking about Shema? By Mashma, where's the you see in that passage that we're talking about somebody who says Shema? Armar Zutra b'teiravashi mireisha dinyana. Because if you go back, where was that passage from? That passage was in Tehillim Kufmem Tezvav. And if you look in the prior passage to that, it says Yazu Chasidim bechava Yiranu Al Mishkevaisam that Chasidim rejoice and are exalted. On their beds. How so? By having that. Uh, by having that Shema, you are weaponizing yourself against those mazikin, those demons that could try and attack. And against the Yetzirah, right? That's where this whole discussion was about if a person is trying to fight with the Yetzirah and they're not winning, they should say Kriya Shema, they should recite Shema. It's like a double edged sword. Against whoever's attacking you. The Amr Reb Yitzchak, Kol Akira Kriyshma Mitasa Mazikim Bidilin Himanu. Whoever says Shema when they're in bed, it re- protects you. It Havdala, right? Bidilin Himanu. He separates. He destroys the Mazikim that are coming after you. Shenamar Ubenei Reshef Yagbiu Oif, and the sparks. The Torah lifts you. That Torah is referred to as 
as uh, as hatif because it's, it it flies away. The ain reshef ela mazikin, and reshef is means mazikin. These these demons shnemer mazirav lachume reshef katav meriri. These are things that will starve you and kill you, and different names of different demons. Um, it seems as though the gemara is. Going over and over and over. Obsessed again. with demons? No. <laughs> <laughs> Obsessed with demons. Yeah, and, this Gemara. You know, if you lead a, a good life and you start the day off with the bracha, whatever, modani and stuff like that, and then you end with shema. But everything is against the demons. I yeah. don't understand you know, why they think that there's so many demons going on. Right. I don't think I have too many demons. demons. Well, no, Say it again. Demons are repping. Learn, learn, learn of Gemara. You're going to see there's, there's, there's spirits of all kinds everywhere. I think it's fair to say where we don't we don't treat the the, the, the things that a person doesn't do because of mazikim. There are halachas that we do keep because of these mazikim, these shadim. It's perhaps where's the Gemara about Ashmadai? Is that in Gittin that the head demon was caught and tied up? Is that a Gemara in Gittin? What Shlomo Melech caught them? I think it's a Gemara in Gittin that the fear of of demons did change. Post that time, that Ashmadai, their chief, uh, chief de- demon in chief, was caught. So there are a lot. No, there are a lot of Gemaras where the Chachamim had to use like their uh, counter powers to mute them. They don't have as much power, but there are things we do to because of Mazikim, right? There, there are things that we do. So. Uh, Oh, well, that's this is the basis. What do you mean? All the all this is the basis. All all the guys who did the dafyami tell brachas to have that hey, and then they went to Hollywood. They, at least they had they had content to start producing. <laughs> but I, I think that you're right. That it's funny when the beginning of the Gemara Masechta's brachas we're talking about the Hilchos Kriyishma, the foundation of a Jew's daily existence, and the Gemara is nonstop talking about the mazikin. It's something which. It seems like, in historically, from this Gemara, it seems like people would blame. Would it wouldn't be you wouldn't be considered like on the fringe for blaming ill mishaps on mazikin on demons. That was a normal thing. Whereas today, somebody says that uh, they're suffering because they have they're seeing shade and they're seeing these demons constantly. We have help for them. We 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 we, we don't consider that to be as normal. As the Gemara does. At least so far in the Gemara, the context of all the Shadim, when it's bringing up the Shadim, is when a person's alone. Whether they're, whether, right. whether they're davening right. in their bed or etc. So there's something there that when we're alone, you know, there, that could also be. To be a, uh, today you, could, you always have your phone. They're the sign of the times. Back then they didn't have all this uh, diversion, we'll call it. And they were just thinking their mind was occupied with demons as opposed to making a living and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sign of the time. That you consider the phone a demon too. <laughs> Say it again. That you consider the cell phone a demon also. Uh, okay. Walk around with her, Mazikin. Exactly. Amir Shimon Ben Lakish. Shimon Lakish. What are we? Six lines down over here. Their afflictions are removed from them. So we're not talking about Mazikin now, we're talking about suffering. So we keep going back to these two psukim. Where are these psukim? In e, the first one is in Eiv. You let a person, I'll quote the whole pasuk, a person who's born into 
uh, a person is born into uh, work, into troubles, uh, and the sparks of uh, the of the mazikim, the Torah shall shall lift them up from. And the next pasuk, which is in Mishlei, is asaf enecha boy veinenu. You see it, and it's gone. Ki asi yaslei kifanim kinesha yaf hashemayim. What is it that goes that flies away from you? It's I would say it's the Torah, right? The Torah. If a person close their eyes from it, if they stop learning from it, then it goes away. Amalei Rabbi Yechonan haafilu tineka shabes rab and yoydin I say you're not teaching me a chiddush here that Torah protects you from suffering. Every child knows that. If you shall listen to the voice of Hashem, you should do what's correct. And listen to the mitzvahs. And you shall guard all the laws. All the plagues that I afflicted the Egyptians with. Where was this verse from? Shemais, right? So the Eden were promised that if you're going to listen to the Torah and the mitzvahs, then I will protect you from all these suffering, from all these, uh, from, all, from, from this. So before he gives his own explanation of a chiddush, it seems like what was Rabbi Yechonon saying? Rabbi Yechonon saying is, you're telling me interpretations of psukim which are difficult to comprehend, but the lesson that you're saying, these psukim are coming to teach me is a lesson that I already know that's mefurish in Shemais, it's mefurish in the Torah. It's not. It's explicitly stated already that Torah protects you. So, what do you need a pasuk from Eiv and from uh, uh, you know from Eiv to teach me that? Rashi points out that what was his choice of language? I feel is based Rabban. Even the children know this. Meaning, you're quoting me a fancy pasuk from Eiv. Most people don't learn Eiv or are not familiar with the kind of the pasuk of job of Eiv, the pasukim of Eiv, right? Even children who never learned Eiv, but they already know this, that Torah protects you from suffering. So what did he say is the real lesson from, from the, above and beyond what we learned in Shemais? Is that somebody who had an opportunity, an ability, they had a brain which could learn Torah. And they uh, and time to learn Torah, and they didn't do so. They abandoned their duties. That's somebody who Hashem will afflict. And he quotes a different pasuk from Tehillim: Somebody who is uh, who's, who's, who abandons Torah, somebody who fails to learn Torah, will be removed and be punished. And what's Taiv? Taiv refers to Torah. For I have given them something good, right? That's the pasuk of that we say when we put back the Torah. In that note, the Gemara is going to pick up from there on that uh, and and teach us a little bit about buying and selling. Come and see how God is different than flesh and blood than humans. Midas Basavadam, typically Basavadam Adam Meicher Chefetz Lechavera, you sell something to your friend. Meicher Atzav, the seller is displeased, is sad, and the buyer is happy. Now, we'll have to understand why the Gemara says that, because there's a lot of sellers. Typically, you have a customer, you're, you're, you're pretty happy about it. What do you say? Car dealership. 
a car dealership, right? <laughs> right? So we'll get to that in a minute. Let's just finish the phrase. It's not like that. He gave the Torah to the Jews. He's the seller. He sold us on the Torah, right? We answered Nasa Vanishma. We were willing and able buyers. I gave you a good lekach. Hashem is telling us that he's uh, Sameach, that we got the Torah. Now, on that note, that why is the seller considered to be remorseful when he sells? So Rashi explains, Amaycher Atzav left column top line end of the line. Amaycher Atzav Shapir Shemanu Davar Chashiv Kizeh Amitay Dachkai Machrei because he had something Chashiv. He had a, something which is he wanted to keep, and because he was Daichik, because he was poor, he had to sell it. So that's the circumstance where the seller is uh, where the seller is considered. Sad, but Hashem, even though He gave up the Torah to us, so to speak, He wants us to be. Ha- He's happy that we have it, and He wants us to know the value of it after we purchased it. If a person sees that they're suffering, they should check their actions. They shall search in their ways and do a chakira. Chakira means what? To probe, to, to, to question their actions. Am I doing something that's not appropriate, that Hashem would be angry at me, that I would suffer a punishment? What happens if a person really, they make a cheshmer on nefesh, and they find that everything that they're doing is really in accordance with the Torah? You know, they check the mezuzahs, and the mezuzahs were kosher, right? So, uh, so what... Uh, so, Ash, it's good. So you did a mitzvah. You made sure you had kashim mezuzahs. You were extra careful. But that can't be the reason why you're suffering. And they go through all their actions and they make sure they, have, they don't speak Lashon Hara. And in case their phone is the mazik, they get a different phone and they keep it put away in a drawer most of the time. They only take it out when they're traveling and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And they don't find any Averis. Wow, what a tzaddik. Yitla bebitol taira. Then they should assume that there must be time in the day, maybe that all the time that they spent on things which they thought were they had to do, maybe they had some extra time really, and that's why they're suffering. Praiseworthy is the person that Hashem punishes, and who learns his Torah. Now, the Gemara is going to keep going on this discussion of Yisurim. Now he says, you know what? Listen, I'm, I'm learning every possible moment. I work, I learn, I say hello to my family, and that's all I do. I don't waste a single second. So he should know that those are Yisurim of love. There is such a concept where a person suffers not because of any negative reason, but as a form of a, a, a connection with Hashem. How does that make sense? That God gives you suffering as a way of connecting with Hashem? So there's probably many different explanations and the Gemara is going to deal with it for the next uh, little while. Um, but certainly, I, I, you know, a person suffers and they do have a different relationship with God through, during that time and after. Let's see. Hashem rebukes, he punishes the ones that he loves. Whoever Hashem wants, he harms with Yisurim, he punishes, he, he, he afflicts. Hashem wants the suffering. What happens if the person doesn't feel the same way God does? 
person doesn't feel that, oh, you know, Hashem, if I suffer this whole world, then I'm going to have such a huge chelik and Eilam Haba, and any possible averages I did will have already been atoned for through my suffering. So that's a nice, that's a very holy attitude, but that's nothing that you can ever tell somebody that they should have, right? That's not an attitude. You could tell somebody, oh, don't worry, the suffering is good, it's okay, it's, it's good for you, right? The uh, person should never speak to you again. He compares it to a carbon ashram, just like a carbon ashram. You bring willingly, so to Yisurin is is ladas. Is ultimately, uh, ultimately, it's considered uh, some that you want it. Still very hard to relate to. The im kiblam biava. What does the Bach say over there? You have an aleph from the Bach. Now, if a person suffers and they don't complain and they accept it with, with love, what is the reward for that? Right? They shall see children and have a long life. They, shall, uh, they will be able to retain their learning. So somebody who does uh, the will of Hashem will succeed. To retain your learning is what enables you to continue learning more. It enables you to enjoy your learning because you know that it will stay with you. That's a huge bracha. Somebody who's makabal, yusur biyava, somebody who accepts God's uh, suffering and punishment, biyava, gets that amongst the brachas. There's What? How do you know? Is there any metric? to determine whether a person's suffering is coming from a particular avera, from a particular sin, or from lack of limud hatayra, from not applying their time correctly to learning, or is it what we just mentioned, that Hashem sometimes gives us an opportunity to achieve bracha through suffering and achieve a bigger portion of the world to come, and it's Yisurim Shalava, it doesn't mean that you're doing anything bad, and you have a choice to make whether you're going to accept that as your reality with love and be to even more brachas, or to live your whole life trying to determine what could you do to get God to change his mind and not make you the suffer, the victim, of the, the recipient of suffering. So what's the simon? How do you know why you're being afflicted with something? Kol she'en behen bitol tayra. Says the Gemara, Rav Achba Chanina was a, uh, one of the two, or either Rav Achba either Rav Achba Chanina was of the opinion that if there's no bitol tayra, there's no wasting of Torah learning time, that's called Yisurim Shalava. Shnamar Asher Agever praiseworthy is a man, Asher Tiasren, Ukar, that Asher Umiteras Kaslam Danu, that even though he's punished, he's still able to learn. But if you're not able to learn because of the suffering, then that's clearly not Yisurim Shalava, affliction of love. So if you don't have parking, right? Looking for parking. I grew up in New York City, right? If you, had, you came late to learn because you couldn't find parking. So is that, uh, that maybe that's not Yisurim Shalava because uh, it causes bitter terror. But the truth is, that's just tipshus. You should never have expected to find parking to begin with. Uh, you know, anybody goes to learn and says, I'm going to bring my car because I'm going to find parking. So you didn't want to come learn. You wanted to stay in your car listening to WFAN, right? Chad Amar Elohim Yisurim Shalava. The other one says, these are Yisurim Shalava. That if it doesn't cause you not to miss shul, then it's a proof, uh, not to miss davening, it's a proof that it, it was not because you have heirs, but because of love, these suffering. Baruch Hashem, that I didn't miss tefillah because of the suffering. 
This is what they said in the name of Rabbi Eichelon. These are not met indicators. Uh, whether it causes you to miss out on learning or miss out on Torah is not a good indicator. Hashem loves people and He still gives them suffering. Don't say that you'll you shall learn it, you shall teach it from the Torah, but rather the Torah itself teaches you this concept. Not that you shall teach it from the Torah, but rather you shall learn it from the Torah. What's Shein Va'ayin? If you have an Eved Kenani, a non-Jewish slave who's working for you, and you, dam- and you damage that servant, that servant, in certain places, you knock out a tooth, you knock out an eye, and others, you, he automatically, or she, automatically goes free, right? So what do we want to learn a from there? If a boss, an adain, an owner, knocks out the tooth or eye, their servant goes free. Yesurin, punishments, shemak and kogufai, which reflect not just one limb, but when a person's suffering, they have something that's... Uh, Pressing in their life, that uh, their entire body is suffering from it. It's a culture cane, certainly that allows them to go free. There's a covenant of salt. There's a covenant by, by suffering. What's the covenant of suffering? You shall not remove the salt of the covenant from the carbonus. And it says, by suffering, where's that Pasuk? Um, what? In Dvarim, by the Teicha, this is the covenant. That was a special bris, a covenant made on suffering. Just like salt on a meat, on a carbon, it, the Gemara says mamtekas, like uh, sweetens. But I think really we understand it to mean that it preserves it. It, it creates a, a longevity to the meat when you put salt on it. So too, yusurim are what gives us longevity, uh, preserve our life. That this way, a person who suffers, they come to a, with with money in the bank. They have credit in the bank from all their suffering. Says the Gemara, Tanya says shalosh matanas toivos. Three presents we got, but all three of them require some intense suffering. Intense, mysterious nefesh. It doesn't come free, it doesn't come easy. Eloheim, what are those three? Torah, Beretz Yisrael, Israel, Ve'aylam Haba, and a portion in the world to come. Where does it, what's, what does this mean? Tyre, I mean, I, where do you know this from? The old Basak that says that you shall uh, be afflicted and you shall be able to learn Torah. When a person will uh, rebuke or plague his son. So what, where do you see a reference to Eretz Yisrael in that Pasuk? Say it again. 
So, right? So, Hashem brings you into the good land. Thank you. Uh, so, we see that Eretz Yisrael comes because of the suffering that we suffered from our father, Hashem. So, what do we see over there? Eilam Haba is what? Uh, ultimate life, life is not just in this world, life is in next world, comes from rebuke, from suffering. If you engage in Torah, kindness, somebody who unfortunately buries their children in their lifetime, if one of these three things happen, you are forgiven for all your sins. These are such a severe punishment of having to bury a child and somebody who uh, does chesed, learns Torah, etc. They're forgiven for all their sins. It says in the Pasuk, where is this Pasuk? In Mishlei, right? With, with chesed, with kindness. V'emes yuchupar abayin. His, uh, his sins are uh, atoned for. Chesed zuk milis chasadim shneem aroid if tzedak of a chesed, somebody who pursues charity and kindness, yim tzachayim will find uh, life. Tzedak of a kavit. Uh, tzedak of a kavit. Emes, what's emes zu Torah? It refers to the Torah, the truth. Shneem ar emes koine ba'adimka. Now we understand, logically we can understand this, that somebody who had to bury a child in their lifetime, we can understand that, that Hashem, that's enough of a kapara, that's enough of an atonement for any sins which they possibly have. But where's the source? Where's the source for it? The old man taught Rabshim ben Yochai. Maybe it refers to Eliyahu Anavi. It doesn't say that over here, but Rabshim ben Yochai learned from Ahu Saba. Asya oven oven. It says oven oven is exerus shabak. Siv hacha bechesed emes yichupar oven. It says by chesed and Torah, which is emes, that your sins will be forgiven. Siv hasam, and it says where in Yermia, right? Ois chesed alafim mishalim oven avos alchek benehem benehem. That the sins of the fathers have been paid, so to speak, uh, toned for through their children. So we see that somebody whose child died is already gotten their atone. Their the the their sins were already atoned for. Gemara is going to expound upon this through Rabbi Yechanan. What happened to Rabbi Yechanan? This is a, f- a famous story. Rabbi Yechanan buried ten children. Rabbi Yechanan buried ten children. Rabbi Yechanan said, Negaim, affliction, Ubanim, and children, if you lose your child, or if you suffer from leprosy, don't tell me that that's God's way of expressing love for you. That if somebody is afflicted with the four types of tzaras mentioned in the Torah, that is, yes, a valid kapara. That is an atonement. So perhaps Hashem is doing it not because of a specific avera, but just as a way of uh, coming to Olam Haba without uh, any open accounts. Says the Gemara, Mizbah Kapara Hava Yisurin Shal Ava Lai Correct. 
that's a kapara, but it doesn't mean that you love it because it's a kapara. Yisurim Shalava means not necessarily that you love it, that's a, we already mentioned, that's a special madrega, but it's that Hashem is doing it purely out of love and not because you have anything to atone for. Whereas m- maybe there are people who do sins, who Hashem says, you know what? You know when you're going to pay for this? In Gehenim, you'll pay for this. When it's much worse, right? When it's much harder, it's a much harsher punishment than what will be in this world. But, uh, uh, but at least, uh, so Hashem will say, if you're Zaycha, if you merit, you'll get an atonement in this world. But don't call, that's, so that part sounds like Ava, it sounds like love that Hashem is protecting us from Gehenim. Saying that these things are kapara, their atonement, but they're not because of an expression of love from Hashem. Or you'll say, Halan It depends where you live, whether Tsaras was considered a punishment of love or a punishment just because of Averis. If you lived in Eretz Yisrael and you were a Matsora, somebody was a leper, they had to exit the Kaddish places, that the exit Yerushalayim, live away from their family till it went away. And it was very uh, visible to people that this person is Tamei, Mitzorah, and not included in society. But if you lived in Bavel, if you lived in Babylonia, you lived outside of Eretz Yisrael, so then you were able to not suffer that indignity of leaving town. So therefore it was considered a Yisurim Shalava. That's considered already a way of getting a Kapara in a loving manner. It depends where the tzaras is. If it was in a hidden place or if it was in a covered place. If somebody loses their children, is that not considered a Yisurim Shalava? Affliction of love. What are we talking about? That you suffered on behalf of your children, on account uh, 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 you suffered through your children. If you, so, we're talking about somebody who has children, but they died in his lifetime. The din has caused me. Din grama da The din has caused me to be holding this bone of my 10th child. I had 10 children, all I have left is this bone. Rabbi Echelen used to walk around, as we'll soon see, with the bone of his 10th child that he buried. So you're right. Says the Gemara, somebody who never had children, that's Yisurim, that's, Yisurim, that's not Yisurim Shalaba. But somebody who had children, and they died in his lifetime, the, Rabbi Echelen is teaching us that that's considered Yisurim Shalava, and the Avelis, the mourning that they do on those children, is the strongest kapara possible, the strongest atonement possible, and that feeling that it's, 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 uh, it's very hard, difficult for me to really comprehend this. Somebody that, obviously somebody like Rabbi Yechran was on that level that he could say that he buried his children, and he still felt God's love, but he's saying ultimately Hashem gave him a way that he... He didn't ever have to worry about suffering in the world to come. And that's why there was love that was felt there. Rebchia bar Abba Chalash. Rebchia bar Abba got sick. Rebchia came to visit him. Rebchia says, hey, how are you doing today? 
I'm sick. I can't get out of bed. And I'm a human being. I want to be productive. And she says, do you like it? Do you like the Yisurim? Are you enjoying the Yisurim? Rabbi Yechelen says to him, are they beloved to you? I'm like, not the, not the punishment and not the reward for getting sick. Give me a hand. I'll pull you up. And Rabbi Yechelen was able to pull him up and relieve him of his suffering. Uh, you know, I think you learn a lot. The Gemara is going to give some more stories, but you see some different things from over here. Number one, that, uh, you know, Rabbi Yechon had super healing powers. And number two, that first, though, the person had to say, yes, I want to get better. First, he had to say, I don't want this suffering anymore. And Rabbi Yechon says, okay, then I could help you out with it. Uh, you know, Pesach Kron is, is, oh, is a great story. The person comes to Bikachalim in a hospital, and she comes in, and this woman is lying there with a cast on her leg, and her foot is strung up to the rod over the bed, and she's on a breathing machine, and she's uh, lying in the hospital, and this woman comes into Bakhaila, and she says, Ah, oh, it is so hot out here, I'm telling you, out there, I'm telling you, I just sat in traffic for 40 minutes, and it, just walking from the parking lot, I'm all for schwitzed. I'm telling you, it was a 10 minute walk, and uh, it's, it's really hot out there. You're so lucky to be inside over here, you have great air conditioning, you don't have to go outside, <laughs> you know, like, you, you know, you have to be sensitive to what you say. So he said, do you like the suffering? But he was asking for a purpose. He had the ability, if you don't like it, I'll take it away from you. What would have happened that he had, uh, had the answer, Rav said, you know what, I, I know that I'm getting a lot of value from this suffering, I'll, I'll keep it for the meanwhile. I don't know, would Rabbi Eichelin still have uh, wanted to heal him or not? I don't know. Rabbi Eichelin chalash, Rabbi Eichelin got sick. Rabbi Chanina came to visit him. Do you like it? Give me a hand. And he got him up. Says, you just told me that Rabbi Eichelin was able to go over to heal other people just like that, just by pulling up their hand. Why did he need to wait for Rabbi for, uh, Chanina? Look at Rabbi Yechonin Afshay, let him pull himself out of bed. Amri, as we say, a fantastic expression. The prisoner cannot free himself from the jail. Right? The prisoner cannot free himself from the jail. Even a person who has the strength to free others, ultimately he can't do it on his own for himself. And that's just the aside in life. Rabbi Eliezer Chalash, Rabbi Eliezer got sick. Allah Gabay Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan came to visit him. He was sleeping in a dark house. So I, I don't know if that means to say that there was, like it was, he was depressed, that he was sleeping in a, in a, in a dark house, or uh, just that. The, nobody opened the shades, nobody opened the windows, and he was starting to really suffer. And uh, he, he asked him, what, what's, what's with this? What's with this darkness? Uh, and he saw that he was, uh, that he was crying. And what are you crying for? Maybe he thought he was dying, right? 
if you're crying over the Torah, if it's because you're worried that you didn't learn enough Torah in your life and you're jealous of others who learned more, that's not what God counts. It's not, life is not a race. I have news to you. Life is a race. But uh, this Gemara, at least when it comes to learning Torah, it seems like life is not a race. As long as you gave, this we learn out from the Mishkan, didn't matter how much you gave, it matter what your intentions are, when you gave, because you weren't rich, like not everybody can get uh, to be a Tamt Chacham and to have wealth. Now, obviously, from the wording of the Gemara, it seems to me, not every person is Zaycha to two Shulchanas, but there are people who are. Right, Rebbe was Zaycha. It is. It's not a contradiction for somebody to earn wealth and be a Torah scholar. It's not a contradiction, but it's more rare. And if it's because and if it's because of uh, your children, right? Look at me. I uh, I I've buried uh, ten children. So what did he answer him? Amalei. I'm crying on the beauty that gets lost with death. Very interesting, right? Of all the things we're talking about in Amir over here, and he says, I'm crying over the beauty that's going to be lost, the, the beauty that disappears in the world when a beautiful person dies. He says, on that, yes, I, I, I agree with you. We should cry about that. Lost beauty is something to cry about. Adahachi vahachi. In the meanwhile, Amalei Chavim and Alechi Yisurin. He says back to Rabbi, this is Rabbi Yechanan's line. He's like, right? He says, do you like the suffering? Amalei Leheim, I don't want them. I don't want their uh, reward. Amalei Havli Yad, give me a hand. Yavli Yad, me. And he stood him up. Very, very interesting starting point. This Gemara to Jewish Torah approach on suffering. It seems like Rabbi Yechanan, first of all, we see clearly, if a person went through a tzara, if a person suffered something, then they should copy Rabbi Yechanan. Use that ability, use that experience to empower others to recover and to empathize with them for what they're going through. Because ultimately, a person could have a lot of friends and rabbis but somebody who didn't go through the, uh, the same experience, even, even, if they, even if they went through the same experience, it doesn't mean that there's automatically uh, nechama, but they can give a nechama so much better than a- anyone else. So somebody like Rabbi Yechanan is able to comfort people because he ultimately suffered more than all of them, and he showed them that just like I went on with my life and succeeded and took this as a way of coming closer to Hashem, so can you. When most of us, you tell somebody who goes through a terrible suffering, like losing a child, you, that you tell them, you know, I became closer to Hashem through my suffering. You don't know what you're talking about, right? But uh, somebody like Rabbi Yechanan could do that. Rav Huna Takifullah Arba Me'adin Dechamra. Rav Huna had 400 Dani Dechamra, barrels of wine that turned into vinegar. Now that's a big loss. I don't know how many... Uh, gallons were in a barrel, but it's a huge uh, hafsid mammon. He lost 400 barrels of wine. Olegabe Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda came to console him. Achva derav sala chasida, Rabbanon, 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 R
So they told him, this is a very nice thing to say. Oh, you lost a lot of money. Perhaps you shall look into your actions. Maybe you have an Avera. That's why Hashem punished you like this. What is right? What? What is this, Eeyuv? Yeah, yeah. I think this, I, I mean, it's my own, I, I don't even know if I would, I have to think about this more. The fact that, again, we're in the beginning of Shas over here, we're in the beginning of the Gemara Brachas, it could just be this is the order that it took, but before you, you're going to try and daven, you want to become close to Hashem, if you don't have a way of understanding our conditions in Galas, it's going to be very difficult person first has to make peace or at some point in your life know the answers to the questions of human suffering and Hashem and understand how everything fits in in order to grow in Torah and Tefillah. I, that's, my, uh, that's my response to your, to your obvious question over here that yeah, you have to if we like to think about it as like something maybe Tisha B'Av afternoon before they had the videos to learn about but the truth is Understanding suffering, everybody suffers in some way or another in this world, is fundamental to having a healthy relationship with Hashem. Do you suspect me? Do you suspect God, the Avadina, Baloidina, that He's uh, acting with, He's punishing you without a reason? So we're not, we don't suspect you of sinning, but you're obviously something bad happened to you, and Hashem doesn't do things for no reason. If you hear that somebody has a complaint against me, I'd like to hear it so I can rectify it. Yes, you haven't compensated your sharecropper properly. There's two parts of the compensation for a sharecropper. There's a portion of the branches that grow, and there's a portion of the fruit that grows. And you haven't done uh, the correct thing. Yeah, my sharecropper's a ganif. He steals everything from me. I should... He takes much more than his fair share. And you have a taina. He has a taina that I'm not compensating him properly. He's keeping most of the stuff. This is what, there's an expression, right? The stole, you steal from the, 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 the thief, the time of time, and you taste the stolen goods. You have no lay. You're right. I will give a kabil amalei lehu kabil na lai di yahavnalei. I will uh, I, I will pay him even though I feel that he's already ripping me off. But you can't just say, oh, if somebody rips you off, rip them off back. That's not how it works. You have to prove it. You have to go to court. And if not, then you have to pay. Some say the miracle happened. All four hundred barrels turned back into wine. The ikeda amri. And some people say a miracle happened that the market price of vinegar rose to be the same price as wine and he recovered his losses. So we see from there the Gemara brings a Misa, a final story on that note to prove that to prove uh, uh, to prove that, um, that, that, that he did a Cheshman HaNefesh he found what was wrong and it got fixed. Tanya, we learned in a Brisa. So you paid he paid him up. Yeah, that's what he said. I'm a little kabilna alaydi. I have the lamb. I'm going to pay him. So I don't know. If, does that mean that he's going to pay him back pay, or he's going to start paying him from then on the full compensation? He probably made it right. You know. Yeah, something like that. So uh, 
But uh, even though he felt he had a taina, he had a taina that I'm being ripped off by my sharecropper anyway, so I'm not going to pay him full compensation for his job, which is anyway stealing from me more than he's entitled to. So you fire the guy if you don't like the guy. But once you made up an arrangement that he's your sharecropper, you have to pay him what sharecroppers get paid. Two things that I was always uh, mitstair, I was always uh, suffering from or concerned about. It bothered me. To say Shema by my bed and to make sure my bed was situated in the room in a north-south direction. What does that mean, the feel that I would say before my bed? You know that when you daven, you should daven without things in between you and the wall. You daven straight to, uh, without uh, objects in between. Next to my bed, not towards his bed, in Davin facing the bed, but he always said Shema when it was time to, uh, when it was time to say Shema, when he would get up, he would right away say Shema and Shemona Esrei without getting involved with other things beforehand. What does that mean, situate your bed between the north-south? So you have a room, right? Uh, so which way is north over here? That way is north, right? So that way is south. So your bed would go from north to south as opposed to east to west, correct? As opposed to east to west. One of the things you merit from having your beds in that position is to have male children. It's a fine so could mean tzafon, like north, but it also means uh, that's hidden away, what, that, that, that's, that's preserved for later. And what preserves your wealth? What? The, the, right, exactly, like the Afi Komen. And what preserves your wealth? Inheritors, male inheritors preserves your wealth because they keep it for the next generation. It's also a skula not to miscarry. That she had an easier pregnancy with twins, that it was a safe pregnancy, and we, that Pasek is is, has the same mention of uh, 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 so it's a, we see from there that having your bed in the north-south position where it's not bringing uh, opposite, I don't know Toma to the Makam Meir of Mizrach where the Shechina is so uh, allows allows you to have an easier pregnancy with less risk. Two people came into Shul and one of them finished davening early and doesn't wait for the other guy to finish his Shemona Esrei, and he leaves the Shul, leaving one person alone, and the guy's thought process gets interrupted because he's now nervous. Oy, now how do I lock up? How do I turn off the AC? How do I turn off the lights? Or maybe the Mazikim will come after him. He gets thrown his tefillah. The guy who walks out gets his tefillah thrown back at him in his face. The one who abandons gets, his, uh, gets it thrown back at him. He causes the Shechina to get chased away. 
the rock leaves its place. And if you wait for the guy who has that long shmoyne esrei to finish before leaving shul maschare, what is your reward? The matana is because somebody listened. Uh, uh, he will see Rashi says all the shadim will be stopped from harming him back to the shadim right that the reward is that you will not be afflicted by shadim according to Rashi if you listen to the mitzvos and you're righteous and you wait for the other people to finish davening not to leave somebody alone in shul it is another protection against the demons which we see Chazal was so concerned and again, it's about connected to the idea of leaving someone alone or being alone 